Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so once again, okay, I would like to tell you that today's story is sponsored for a Rafuah Shalem Chaim Ben Sura Miriam. Okay, and a continuous refuslema for all the others that are out there. And also for uh, Esther, Bas, Chaya, Rechel. Okay, now, I'm ready for a very interesting story. Ah, really? Like, what is it this time? (laughs) It's really a very interesting story. You told me that already. I I know, I know. But you got to listen to this. It's very, very interesting. I find this is spectacular. Uh, Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, first of all, let me just tell you this for the beginning, okay? Um, you know, I was thinking to myself, what story can I tell, uh, you know, after Pesach? You know what I mean? You know, like, uh, you know, uh, you can't tell a Pesach story. Pesach is over. Not like Bomi yet, you know, whatever. You know, a Pesach Shani story. What am I going to do, you know? So then I said, you know, I got to put a Parva story. So I was thinking about a Parva story, and all of a sudden... An email, I think it was either email or a text message, let me see that again. Uh, yeah, a text message was sent forward to me. Very interesting. Uh, it's a request uh, 
from a boy named David Taparovsky. Okay, he's not afraid to say his last name. I don't know who he is. Maybe the many Taparovskys, maybe the many David Taparovskys. There's a famous story even with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. One day, uh, when somebody by the name of David from Georgia, he was known as David from Georgia, but there were two Davids from Georgia, are you telling us this is the story? No, no, I'm just telling you so you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, there was a person named David from, David from, you know, what, David, David uh, from Georgia. But there are two kinds of Georgia. There's Georgia down south, you know, where people talk like that down in Georgia. And then there's the Georgia that people come from Georgia, Russia, where they speak a little bit different also. You're understanding what I'm saying. So... Uh, there was this person that came by the uh, hell, whatever it was, and he was looking at a uh, video clip from when the Rebbe was speaking. And in that clip, he happened to see that the Rebbe was looking around and calling uh, in Yiddish where uh, uh, where David uh, from Georgia was, from David from Georgia. And he used to sing God Yishoma, whatever, you know. Now, of course, the David from Georgia thought that he meant him. And it was a message uh, through the Rebbe uh, that he has to get married. And he did. But and it's interesting, but really, the Rebbe meant David from Georgia was a very nice singing person. Okay, but anyhow, so the point, the point is, I don't know who this David uh, Taparovsky is, and um, I don't know if I want to know or not, <laughs> but I'm sure he's a good kid. Anyhow, so and anyway, if I said anything negative, it's just kidding. Okay, but anyways, I'm sure David Taparovsky is a great kid, and he said he heard this story from Cholamoy. Now, he said in the story that the person told over, I said, I told him, I don't want to know who the person is, because then I for sure won't tell it, because if I'm going to be compared to others, I don't want to know. Okay, so now uh, what happened is, because it could lead to Lush and Hara, I, I figured you were going to say that, and that's why I didn't interrupt, because I wanted you to get straight to the story. You got me really curious. You said you never tell the story before? Nope, I never told the story before. Never tell? Uh, you're getting me mixed up. You never told the story before? I never told the story before. Okay, so well, what is it? Well, anyway, so let me tell you like this. He gave me a lot of information. It's a standard type of Rebusher type of story. And except there's one very interesting thing that I find that uh, I don't know who this Rebbe is. And he never said who it was, and uh, I don't know how to find out. So I'm going to tell this story um, the way I understand it, and I'm sure that names have been changed in the story. And so if I'm going to do the poetic license too, and I'm going to change names in the story. And since I don't know who the Rebbe was, but he was a very hush of a person, obviously when you hear the story, you're going to know he's a big tzaddik, uh, and a person possibly filled, not possibly, probably was filled with some Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration for sure. And uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, so I'm going to call him De Rebbe. So which Rebbe he is, I have no idea. But if anybody, when you hear this story, um, you could either text in or email to the radio station. It'll be forwarded to me. Uh, let me know if you know who this Rebbe in this story is. Perhaps you heard of this story, someone else, or perhaps you know the story. Now, you're going to ask. Yeah, I'm going to ask. Why are you telling the story if you don't know who the Rebbe was? Okay. So because it's a believable story and things like that can happen, and I just want to tell you that my own personal experience in life and from people that I know personally, they have experience. They don't have to go back 300 years, 400 years ago, these big tzaddikim that lived then and say, well, you know, they had tzaddikim like that way back when, but they don't have it now, so we can't expect such miracles. That's not true. 
I was around when Hagoyin, a tzaddik, a Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was around, and I've seen brachas from him happen. And I was around even when the famous tzaddik, and I don't know how many people know of him, but he was a great tzaddik for sure, for sure. I personally saw him up close. I spoke to him. And to me, my own opinion is, when I looked at this tzaddik's eyes, I thought I was seeing a malach standing in front of me. His eyes were like, not from this planet, not from Earth. I'm telling you, very holy man. And that's Rabbi Yisrael uh, Spira, the Blushiva Rebbe, the one that survived the Holocaust, the one that lived, I think it was, uh, till he was about a, a 99, or just about before his 100th birthday or something like that. Anyhow, you know, a lot of stories about many, many Rebbe's uh, and certain things that did happen, okay? And therefore, since there's a possibility it happened, and has a, such a tremendous great lesson in Amun and Betochen, and really having trust and see how Maisa Hashkocha works, I'm telling the story. So, it's a great story. Uh, whether it's true or not 100%, I can't tell you for sure, but it's a great story with a great lesson, and if anybody here hears the story and knows the story, I don't want to know who the other person was that told the story, but I would love to know who the Rebbe is in the story. Okay? Because it's a great story. Here we go. Wow, what a strange introduction. Okay, now, you don't want to be even stranger. What? What would be stranger? If you sat down right now and sat quietly throughout this story and let me tell the story and hope I can finish it within the time that I have to tell the story. Okay, if it's a goodie, I won't interrupt. All right, so we're going to pick up this story. Hey, where? It's on the floor? Show me where it is. I'll pick up the book. No, 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 no. It's exploding. You know what? Just sit quietly. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, you're picking up the book? No, no, I'm picking up the story. Oh, so where's the story? I don't see it on the floor. Yes, please? Okay, just kidding. All righty. Uh, 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 go ahead. All right. Anyhow, we're going to pick up the story where we're going to use two names uh, one person's name is Motol Yakabovich, and the other one we're going to call Simcha Trapanor. Uh, okay, uh, these are real names? No, 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 they're made-up names, because I don't even know if the names that he gave me when he wrote to me the story in the texting, whatever it was, if it's the real names or not. Okay, so here we go. Um, so Motol... Yakabovich was a Hasidish Bukharol, you know what I mean? He was a Hasidish Bukharol, you know, he had Shaykhis, he was, you know, to, you know, to, to um, you know, uh, rabbis and things like that. And Moto, I'm um, sorry, and Simcha Trapanor was a, you know, fine yeshiva, younger man. You know, grandparents, great-grandparents had some Hasidish connection, but he himself, you know, was a, you know, American-born and growing up, you know, yeshivish, you know, but not really Hasidish or anything like that. Did he wear a gatel on Shabbos? I don't know. Why don't you go ask him? I, I don't know who he is because you're making him up. No, I'm not making up the story because this is a story that I got from someone else, but I'm telling it my way, so I'm using the poetic license, but I, I don't know who the guy is. If you want to wear a gatel, you can wear a gatel. Okay? Uh, okay, not a problem. All right. Anyways, the two of them met when they were learning in Eretz Yisrael. Now, Eretz Yisrael is known that sometimes you can find people that are not Hasidish learning in Hasidish places. And sometimes uh, Hasidim can be learning in not Hasidish places because the Ica thing is, when they go there, they want to be able to sit and steig away and learn Geshmak. And that's what they want to do. So let me tell you, these two people became Chavruses. 
Anschuldig mir, pardon me, my name is Matal Jakabowicz, try not to make fun of me that I don't speak perfect good English even though I'm third generation American already, but you know the thing is that I grew up in Williamsburg and my parents are European and whatever, no, but I said the third generation, how am I saying it right? Uh, uh, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, Zarg Zechnesh, Zarg Zechnesh, Zarg Zechnesh. I got the point. I, I, I figure what you're trying to say is that you live in America, you live in Williamsburg, though, <coughs> so your English might not be so good. So, uh, uh, why, are you, why are you approaching me? Well, well the thing is, I, I, I was looking for a Havrusa here, and the Nuzaman is studying, and I was wondering... If uh, maybe you want to be, um, uh, am I doing it good or not? I don't know. And maybe you want to be maybe my Chavrusa, okay? It's possible for you to be my Chavrusa. I would like that very much, but um, <laughs> that would be very interesting because if you became my Chavrusa, what would be very interesting about that is, you know, it's, it's um, <laughs> I speak the Litvisha Havara, you know what I mean? I mean, is that a problem if I say, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, like if I say, uh, you know, like Alaino uh, Lishabayach, and you're gonna say Ulaini Lishabayach, something like that. I mean, are we gonna have a problem? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think that we're going to be able to communicate with each other, and just have to be patience. But you know, the idea is, you see, I want to grow in my learning. You understand? And I want to expand beyond the people I grew up with. I want to see what other people live like, how they think, and everything like that. And I want to be able to um, learn together with them. You understanding what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, you're making very good sense. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. All right, not a problem, not a problem. You know what? Hey, 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 we're here to learn, right? That's what we came here to achieve in Eretz Yisrael, right, 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 right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we came here to learn. Yes, yes. What? So you know what? Let's give it a shot. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't shoot me. I, 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 <laughs> I forgot when there's Israel, some people walk around with guns around here. They protect themselves from the, <laughs> I don't want to use the word, but Meshagoyim, whatever. All right. Anyhow, uh, no, no. I, I mean, let's. it's worth a shot means let's try it out, okay? Uh, I speak some Yiddish, you know. Lomeris Probirinsiton. Eh, uh, 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 I, I, I understand what you mean. You want to learn to be in Sitian. Right, even the Yiddish is different, huh? A little bit, but I'm understanding you. Don't worry. Okay, l let's let's try it out. And so, sure enough, Motl Yakabovich and Simcha Tropina, they both sat down and began to learn Chavrusa. So you could, uh, you know, like, mommies, you could uh, understand that, you know, like, uh, it was very interesting, chazuf, chazuf, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Chavrushashaft. Right, that's the word I was looking for. So it was a very good Chavrushashaft, and they were sitting there learning, and sometimes they was like so engrossed in learning. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. You know, you have that answer very well, very well. So sometimes they were so deeply interested in it that the mamas were like so into it. And sometimes when they got carried away, they didn't understand each other. And he suddenly said, uh, Simcha, you want to do me a favor? Uh, listen to me very carefully. Um, 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 that's a very good safer. And my daf is nitzin, verstehst du? Uh, 
excuse me? It's a good safer, so we, we should use it, right? That's what I'm saying. We should take the safer, Madafis Nitsin. Who? Huh? Nitsin? What, what, what's Nitsin? Uh, that's the Yiddish Vatvigus for using. <laughs> that's good. You use Nitsin for using? That's funny because we use Nutsin for using. <laughs> that is funny. Medafis Nutsin and you say Medafis Nitsin. <laughs> okay, let's use this safe and we'll get the Pshat. Okay, no problem. And sure enough, they became not just Chavrusis, but they became very, very close and very good friends. Yes, indeed they were. And then it came one Friday night. It was before a Pesach. And they were going to come back to America for Benazmanim. But before that... Uh, uh, you, you know what? I was just thinking myself. You know, you and I are very good friends and everything like this, you know, and I'm sure you have your rabbis that you are trust and everything like this. But you know something? There's a Rebbe that I go to, you know, the Rebbe. I go to him, a very highly man. Highly, highly, holy, holy man. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting person, a very highly man. Anyways, um, he feels a chatish every now and then, and this is going to be one of the last tishin before Pesach. I mean, that means you're going to feel petition Pesach also, but I mean, you know, because we're going back to America for the Bain Azmanim, you know, so I was just wondering, maybe it's not a bad idea. If you want, you can come with me at this Friday night, and uh, we go to the tish. Vuzokste, eh? Vuzokste? Yes, yes, no, maybe. Yeah, what do you say? Well, I don't know. I'm not into Hasidis. I'm not into Rebbes. I'm, ah, but you do uh, consult with uh, Gedalim. Yeah, my old Rosh Hashivas and my Rabban and my Bayim. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I consult with them. Sure, sure. Not a problem with them. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but I'm, I'm not into Rebbes and things like that. Uh, you don't understand. You don't have to be into a rebbe. When you say one look at his punim, you're going to be saying, I want to be here again. You understanding what I'm saying? I'm very highly commands. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know, I don't know. I'm going to be too exhausted and knocked out and things like that. You know, it's okay. Don't worry. Maybe another time. And so what happened was is there wasn't such an easy another time so soon. They came back to Israel, they learned some more, and every time he found a different excuse why not to go. And finally, it was coming the time Montala said, Ezzesi, I want to tell you something. I am getting married, Baruch Hashem. I am engaged. Baruch Hashem, I get drinking Lachayim. Are you going to get a wedding invitation? There's no return cards. We can do it the Hasidic way. You'll see how life is with Hasidim, with the same, with Metansich. It's Givaldic. Oh, that's very nice. And we'll reciprocate. And Mr. Shem, when I get married, I become a cousin. You know, uh, you'll come to my chasana. 
Mirza Hashem, but I come with my wife. Yes, there's a lady section. Of course there's a lady section. And they're going to be a mechitza. <laughs> what do you think? I'm not religious? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by us people, you know, like, Shiva Shevelt is uh, also uh, a mechitza. Of course, of course, of course. Don't you worry about it. Yes, there's separate dancing and everything. Don't worry. And the mechitza will be pretty high up. <laughs> hey, trust me. If that mechitza falls down, or that mechitza is pushed out of place, trust me, you don't know my father. Oh, he'll be there in a second. He'll put that mechitza up. Whoa! One, two, three. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Zarg Zechnesh, have nothing to fear. All right, very good, no problem. And sure enough, he went to the chasna. He said, wow, what a chasna. Whoa, look at this. Uh, they're singing a special song when it comes in. I'm trying to learn this again. I don't know. I don't know. The whole house. Whoa! Look at these songs that they sing. Yeah. Oh, very nice songs they sing here. Very, very nice. So, you know what? Not so uh, much what uh, my father used to call a rocky, rolly, rolly, rocky. Nice music, yeshivish music. <laughs> Did I say yeshivish Hasidish music, yeshivish music? Maybe that's the real, real music that's supposed to be. And so the chasen was beautiful. It was a great and beautiful ceremonious chasen. It was gewaldic. And then the time came that finally... Uh, you know, a simcha entrepreneur became, uh, you know, um, a chosen. And everybody made a nice lachaim, a nice vort, whatever it was. And the chasna came, and sure enough, get true to his word, Motel Yakabovich came there. Hey, uh, it's Oi, hey, whoo, what is this? Oh, they do like we do. They fold up the chosen on the chair. The only thing they don't have, they don't have a batchen over there by, by the Husen station in the beginning. I thought they didn't have a batchen over there. No, no, what can I do? I wonder if they're going to have a mitzvah dance over here like we do. Oh, I don't know about that. But whatever it is, is good. It's good. Geschmack. It's gewaldig. Wow, there's such a liberty. A bunch of Oh, look at that boy. Hey, uh, stand aside. Stand aside. I'm juggling fire now. Hey, stand aside. Hey, look at this. And of course, they were singing and dancing, and everything was fantastic. And they had jugglers. Wow, this is Gavalik. We have jugglers also. Very nice, very nice. And of course, in one of the dance sets, all of a sudden, some of the Hossin's friends came in dressed up in costumes. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Mandy, that's you, right? I'm not going to tell you under the mask. <laughs> I can tell by your movements. It's you. Don't worry. You can't fool me. <laughs> it's Geschmack Castable. Like, oh, the dance is so great. <laughs> Woohoo! And, of course, it was a very labedic achasana. And, of course, he was happily married now for about a year. After his marriage for about a year, what happened was is... He went over, and you're ready for this. He went to his older Rosh Hashiva, and he came over to him. He said, um, hey, look at Rosh Hashiva. Uh, um, uh, I don't know if you remember me. 
Of course, of course, of course. Simcha, I was the one who recommended that you should go to Eretz Yisrael to learn, and I shouldn't remember you. Of course I remember you. And don't forget, you try to remember. Didn't you remember giving me the big kiss by the chupe? Oh, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot so many things are happening. Anyways, um, <coughs> Rosh Hashiva, I-, I was just thinking to myself, you know, um, you know, with the new child coming along, you know, we're going to have a baby soon and everything, so my wife is not really going to be able to uh, work as the way she did before. And I'm not very much in for this thing about having a babysitter watch the baby, you know, and then the parents should go to work. I want my kids, I always had this dream of my kids growing up with their own tati and mommy. You know what I mean? Is there something wrong with my thought? Absolutely not. It's a gewaldi ketot. I wish everybody could do it, but unfortunately the way things are with the money situations in the countries and everything, it's not always possible. Okay, so listen to me, and I will tell you what I suggest for you to do. Okay. I don't want you to give up to be able to learn. So you need to try to do a work <coughs> that uh, you could make money and still find plenty of time to learn prayer. But if you want this business that I tell you to do to be very successful, you must remember one thing. You must be a Baal Tzeduke. Do you understand? A Baal Tzeduke. Sure, sure, sure. Good. We are very big Baal Tzeduke. And, you know, give accordingly. And remember, meat tastes better when it's salted, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want your tzedakah to produce fruits, you need to salt it. And the way we salt our tzedakah is by giving more tzedakah. And then you will have money too. Ah, yeah, sure, Havana. So, okay, I'm ready. Okay, so um, uh, you're about to tell me, like, what kind of business should I go into? All right, it's very simple. I want you to do the following. Now, this is a very big suggestion that many Rosh Hashivas give. And it's not the first time I gave such an advice. And most of them who followed, I say most of them, is because some didn't follow. And uh, you know what I mean. So if you follow what I say to the letter, you are going to see a very interesting thing will happen. You will be matzliach be'ez Hashem. Because Hashem helps those who have a moon in Betochen and trust in Him and realize that Parnosa comes from the Rabbeinu Shalom. All you have to do is do your Ashtadlis. If you do your Ashtadlis, then everything will fall into place. I see. Okay. So uh, exactly um, what are we talking about? What exactly is this, um, this Parnosa that you want me to go into? I want you to go into real estate. That's what I want. And then after you do real estate, you'll have money to put aside to buy more buildings. And then um, you will also uh, uh, invest very carefully. She always says, that's the first if it's the right thing to do. You'll invest in products and you'll make more money on the side. But you will have workers working for you. So you'll always have time to learn Torah too. Okay? Is good, is a geschmack advice. What do you think? Wow, I mean, the Rosh Hashiva thinks it's a 
very good idea. I mean, wow. Uh, and how come the Rosh Hashim is not doing this? Oh, let me tell you something. Do you know what an army is? Uh, of course. I mean, uh, I seen plenty in the army when I was learning in Eretz Israel. Yes, yes, yes. But army has a, a tank division. They have um, artillery division. They have the armored corps division. They have the infantry. They have the elite soldiers. They have the paratroopers. And everybody in the army has their job to do. And it may take a little time before they can figure out what they're best at. But once they figure it out, then they do their job. You verstehen sie? Verstehst? Yeah. So, now imagine if they needed the artillery, and instead of the artillery going and shooting the artillery, they radio in, they say, Mr. Artilleryman, okay, coordinates, this, 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 whatever the number is, and fire. And, of course, he doesn't do it because he's not there. Well, why wouldn't he be there? Oh, because he decided that he wants the action. So he wants to come to the front line and he wants to fight alongside with the infantrymen. But if he's going there, who's running the artillery? <laughs> Good point. So, uh, oh, wait a minute. I think I understand. So you're saying that those who could sit and learn and really learn every moment possible, they don't, should, they don't have to work or they shouldn't work or they should work very little? Well, whatever it is, and you know that's why they have Yisocha Zivul and Deal. So Yisocha learns, and Zivul also learns. Don't get it wrong, Zivul is a very big Masmid. But also he, he supported Yisocha, so Yisocha didn't have to work at all. So uh, Rosh Hashiva is a big, big responsibility, because besides learning Torah, I have to answer so many uh, Shailas and, and give Shiurim and everything. So if I want to try to learn enough, or partially enough of Hashem's Torah, I have to have time to do this. So I don't have time to do a little bit of work. But what you're saying is that you uh, are not able to sit and learn full 24-hour day, 24-7, yes? So therefore, I'm telling you, in your case, you could go uh, to work, but like this, because I know you have a good head on your shoulder, and I want you to learn. Uh, 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 okay, uh, thanks for the advice. Wow. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, Rosh Hashiva, may I ask you one more question? Uh, yes, sure, sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, being that I was sitting in Koyal the first year, my wife was working as a, a school teacher, I mean, where exactly are we supposed to get this money to invest in the real estate? <laughs> it's a very good question. You made money by the chasna, Yes. Uh, yeah, but we meant to save it up uh, to be able to buy a, a, a house for ourselves when the time comes. <laughs> Very interesting. So, what I spoke about before Amun and Metochen, yes? So, if you have Amun and Metochen and your business is successful, then what will be? Besides owning apartment building or other buildings, maybe storefronts, you will be able to afford a good house, no? What do you say? Uh, 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 oh, so I just have to work on my... Um, oh, boy, my... Uh, okay, Givaldi, Givaldi, Givaldi. And so, sure enough, that is exactly what he did. Uh, uh, exactly what he did. Uh, Matul Yakabavich? No, 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 no. Simcha Trapanur. Simcha Trapanur took the money, he looked around... He invested, uh, actually investigated first, and then he invested the money, and he bought a building. 
and he renovated it by taking out a loan. And, of course, they were working on it. You would hear all day long, except for Shabbos, and at nighttime and early morning, because he didn't want to wake up people. You know, sometimes you pass by buildings, and they have this permit that they can start working at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and there are people still sleeping. That's right. That's correct. So, you know, he wanted to be a mensch, and therefore he had to work his... Build at normal times, and he wouldn't want to have anybody sleep disturbed. So he fixed over the buildings, and it was so nicely renovated, he rented it for good rent. He was making back his money gradually, and of course. Now, while this was going on, uh, he bumped into, oh, I hope he didn't hurt him. Not that kind of bump into, like a meeting. Oh, who did he bump into? He bumped into a person that he knew before. Me! That he knew before you. Oh, uh, Matol Yakabovich. That's right. Ah, is that you? Simcha, is that you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what are you doing here by this nice building over here that's being renovated and fixing over? You find it fascinating that they're doing such nice work? Uh, shouldn't you be in the base of Madras learning or something? I mean, don't you learn in Kylo? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was last year, and I still learn. Uh, but <clears throat> you won't tell anybody yet, would you? I don't know what I'm supposed to tell or not tell. Uh, this building is mine. What? The building is yours? Yeah, yeah, I listened to my brush Shiva. I got a bracha and everything, and I bought this building, invested, and uh, it's renovated, and, you know, and I rent. Uh, I, I rent you rent if they're renovating. Uh, well, uh, I have to renovate only in normal hours, and... Uh, as each room is renovated and able to, then I have people move in. Oh, wow, that's very nice. This way you make another, oh, you know what? Have a great idea. It's Mina Shemayim that I should bump into you. Really? Why? What happened? Well, you know my Rebbe that I talk about in Eretz Yisrael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, let me tell you something. The Rebbe that I talk about in Eretz Yisrael, I want you to know he's here now in America. If I was you, I'm going to give you an address here. <coughs> I want you to come. Okay? I'm Mozart Shabbos. I want you to come at this address. And I want you to get a brocha. All they can do, you know, is make your uh, business even better. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, it's a big, big subject. Whatever he tells you to do, you do. Uh, well, um... You know something? Maybe you're right. You know, it's so funny. I, uh, you know, I'm married a year, and <laughs> it's so strange that, uh, you know, I, um, it's funny. I, um, I, I never went to the Rebbe. In all those years that we were learning in Eretz Israel together, I, I meant to go, but it, it just never worked out. I know that. But now, you're married, and uh, I, I don't know, I, my, it's my business to ask, but, um, uh, yeah, 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 my wife is expecting a baby. Yes, 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 yes. It's all the better to get a good bracha from the Rebbe. I'm telling you, do, me, do, do yourself a favor. Get a bracha from the Rebbe. Um, uh, um, okay, Bez uh, Hashem. And so that Mother Shabbos, he told his wife, uh, uh, okay, uh, Mal Malki? Yes. Uh, I I'm going to go now. Um, you know, remember I told you about my friend, uh, my Harusin, my most strangest, but best Harusin I ever had, Amatul Yakabovich? Yes. 
Well, anyways, um, um, his rebbe is in town, and he said I should go. And you remember I told you so many times I meant to go, but I just never did. Well, maybe this time it's a great idea. I think so because you know, um, getting a bracha from uh, tzaddikim is very important, and it doesn't matter if it's a chassidish tzaddik or a litvish tzaddik or a yeshivish tzaddik, as long as they're tzaddikim. And you know, you you just say amen. Uh, yeah. All right, sounds like a good idea. So you mask him. 100%. Don't leave until you get a bracha. Yeah, right. Okay, I won't leave until I get a bracha. And so, sure enough, that Matzah Shabbos, he went to get a bracha. Okay, let's see. Here's the address and the paper in this street over here. And, oh, what's going on here? What's this big line uh, down the block here? Uh, excuse me. Wow, there's all kinds of people. Hasidim and Litvishes and Yeshivishes and ooh, even a few modern ones. What, what What's going on here? I, I don't understand. Uh, excuse me. Um, What's this line here? Is, is a chasna going on? Is something going on? What are you talking about chasna? Which one has a mishigasen? I understand it not. The rabbis do. He came from Eretz Yisrael. He came from Eretz Yisrael. Yo, 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 yo. He came from Eretz Yisrael. Uh, Quittal, bracha, uh, <clears throat> uh, this the address that I'm supposed to go to? Oh, yeah, 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 this is the address. Ah, see, listen here, listen to me. Don't get discouraged. I'm not one of their kind, but I come every year. When he comes into America, I come to get a bracha. Now, let me tell you something. It's very important you get a bracha because he's a very holy man. I personally believe that he has definitely ruach HaKodesh. I'm telling you, he's a holy, holy man. Worth getting a bracha. Yeah, but look at this line. I mean, it's down the block here. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. The line moves real quick. He he sees everybody. He greets everybody with a happy, happy smile. He always meets everybody with save upon him your voice all the time. Okay? And let me tell you, when he meets everybody with a oh, save upon him your voice, I could tell you. He gives a bracha, one, two, three, but you say amen. Coming from his words, it's holy, holy stuff. Uh, yeah, okay, I hope you're right. Uh, he's right. I, I'm telling you, he knows what he's talking about. That's why I'm here. I'm here, you know. I, I'm waiting a half hour at least, and look, the line is moving pretty quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And so about 45 and a half minutes and 13 seconds later, <coughs> he was near the front of the line. Okay, come here, please. You're next over here. Okay, guys, say the, the... Oh, yeah, I forgot there. You read Yiddish? Uh, yeah, I do, but uh, maybe it might be Litvish. I don't know. All right, all right. Gairan, yes. It's dance out. Uh, I, don't st- I understood that. Okay, I'm going in. All right, uh, here here I am. Uh, uh, what, what do I do? I sit down right over there. I put the kvittle on the table. Understand? Put the kvittle on the table. Yo, yo, good, 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 good. Okay, and don't let him see. Put Sidoka right there. Okay, good, good. Don't let anybody see what it is. He's never interested to see what the person gives. Okay, now go over to him. Uh, all right. Um, um, what do I say? Do I say Shulm Aleichem? And all of a sudden, at that moment, this Rebbe, he went over and he looked up. And he steered straight at Simcha's face. Simcha didn't know what hit him, except that he looked and he said, 
Wow, those eyes are holy. Wow, I should have gone to him before. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Rebbe said to him, now I believe he spoke to him in Yiddish, but of course, like I said before, <coughs> Simcha understood Yiddish, even the Hasidish Yiddish, because he got to understand it from his Chabrus and everything. But I'm going to speak in English to make sure everybody understands that's listening to the story. He looked at the Rebbe, and the Rebbe looked at him, and the Rebbe said, You know something? I was waiting for you to come for a very long time. Borech Hashem, you finally came. You know what? You wait right here. I have something for you. Wait right here. And all the Hasidim were looking. Wow, wow. This is coming to Excuse me, Rabbi Erbs, those characters are talking and I don't understand them. Oh, oh, sorry. <coughs> the Rebbe never did something like that. No, the Rebbe never did something like that. No, the Rebbe never something like that. I mean, excuse me, sorry, Yossi. Uh, the Rebbe never did a thing like this, so what are we supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what it is. And a few moments later, the Rebbe, who spent more time with Simcha than he did anybody else was there, he came with this big bottle of wine. And he blew off the dust a little bit. And he said a few brochas on it. Not to drink, of course. He gave some brochas on it. And he passed the bottle of wine. And he gave it to Simcha. And then he said to Simcha, I want that you should use this by the chasana. Sei gesund. Sei gebenched. At that moment, his mind was super racing. Uh, <clears throat> am I supposed to tell the Rebbe I'm already married? I mean, what did he mean by I should use this bottle of wine by the chasana? Well, um, I hope he doesn't mean that I, I'm going to get divorced and marry someone else. But I love my wife. I'm very happy with my wife. Um, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I don't know what to do. <coughs> I don't know what to do. I, I have no idea what he meant. Um. Uh, uh, um, excuse me, Gabbai. Entschuldigt mir. The Rebbe showing a game in the Bruche, and he did something very unusual. He never does this to anybody. I've been in Shamish and Gabbai for so many years, and I'm telling you, this is unusual. He gave this bottle of wine, he gave it a Bruche, said, use it by the Hasana. Do what he said. Zagizun, Koltuf. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. So, no, no, he comes home. After this bracha, that was strange to him. To him, it was like the Rebbe's strange gift, and he, he like he he brought it home and everything. And his wife said, "No, you went to the Rebbe. He gave you a bracha. So what did he say? Tell it to me. I'm your wife. You could tell it to me." Uh, um, yeah, he kind of gave me a bracha, but I'm not sure I understand it. Well, tell me what it is. Uh, well, um. <sighs> How should I say? Uh, he gave me this bottle of wine and um, he said I should use it. Ah, so good. So let's use it by the bris or kiddush, whichever one it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, that's not what he said. Um, what did he say? He, he kind of said I should use it by my chasana. Oh, when you make a chasana for your yingala. No, he said, my chasana. Um, but I don't understand. I mean, 
Are we, uh, I mean, uh, don't have to say it. Baruch Hashem, we're happily married and we intend to stay that way. Baruch Hashem, we don't fight and hope never to have fights. And if we have disagreements, we can discuss it. We don't fight it. Okay, so what's the problem? Uh, I, I don't understand it. When the time comes, you'll understand. Don't worry. Meantime, it's got a bracha to it, so put it in the in the break front. Uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> and so, sure enough, he went over and he took it and he put the wine barrel. barrel. <laughs> and not a wine barrel, wine bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost felt like a barrel. But anyway, so he took the wine bottle and he put it in the break front in the back and he left it there. And one year passed by, two years passed by, ten years passed by, and Baruch Hashem, they were very happily married. Yes, indeed, they were happily, happily married. Baruch Hashem, they had kindler. And they made a few bar mitzvahs and bas mitzvahs or whatever. And, of course, life was going on and everything was fine and dandy. And Baruch Hashem, his business success was unbelievable. Yes, so Simcha Trapanor became a very, very big Baltzedokah because he became a very, very wealthy man. He could afford a lot, and he bought some nice things, but he wasn't stingy with his money. He gave quite a lot to tzedakah. You know, sometimes you have rich people that they buy the most fanciest things to themselves and then just give a tiny drop to tzedakah. Not Simcha. He gave tons and tons to tzedakah. Yep, he supported Kailos, he supported yeshivas, and of course, he has special funds for Aniyim. And boy, oh boy, was it really special when it came to his Moaz Chitim fun and his Matonas Levyonim. That's what our question was a big thing. Okay, anyhow, so the years would go by and about 25 years passed by. And when 25 years passed by, he just happened to be going to the break front and say, Uh, um, uh, um, um, Malka. You know, I'm looking for that uh, 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 new besomer holder. Did you see where I put it? Oh, I uh, washed it up and I put it in the break front. It's near the back by, um, I think there's a old bottle of wine that we keep there. Old bottle of, whoa, old bottle of wine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got it, I got it. I know what the Rebbe meant. You know what the Rebbe meant? What are you talking about? Sure, sure. Can I know her we're married for 25 happy years, right? I hope so. I mean, yes, of course. Yes. Why? Uh, well, I was just thinking. He said it should be for my wedding, right? He didn't mean my wedding wedding. He meant my wedding anniversary. Like 25th wedding anniversary. Oh! <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to really celebrate this. I really can. I, I I can afford it. And you know what? I'm going to invite a lot of people. It will make it like a, almost like a chasana. Yeah. It will have a band and everything. Sure. And you know what? Because I can afford it, I'm going to uh, make it in one of the fancy hotels in Manhattan. What do you say? Um, you think we're not overdoing it? <coughs> I'm not cutting short anything I give for tzedakah for it. I'm giving the same amount and even more. And over there by the chasana, when people come, I'm going to give more tzedakah. Oh, in that case, 
Okay, I guess. Yes, and we'll celebrate my 25th, uh, our 25th wedding anniversary. Great. We'll send out invitations. And sure enough, everything was hopping and bopping all over the place. He sent out wedding invitations, and he had all the transportation ready because everybody knows what it is to try to drive in Manhattan. And then it was uh, about, I would say, a few days before the 25th anniversary, special celebration was on its way, and everybody returned their return card. Sure, we wouldn't miss a special event. And he was talking about he has this special bottle of wine that has a bracha from the Rebbe, and he's going to drink a lachayim at his 25th wedding anniversary. And that's what the plans was. And all of a sudden, he gets a call from Angelo. Who is Angelo? Yeah, who's Angelo? Angelo was the manager in the hotel that runs the catering. Now, of course, they had kosher catering. So when the kosher caterers came in, they had a kosher kitchen, they had a whatever it is. I'm not going to go into that because that's going to take too much time for the story. <clears throat> but Angelo calls up. Hello there. Hey, am I speaking to a Simcha Trapanoa? Yeah, this is Simcha Trapanoa. Uh, who is this? Uh, this is Angelo. Uh, let me tell you something. We got here a little bit of a problem. You see, there was a pipe that busted directly on the lid at the hotel. You understand? Oh, Baruch Hashem, that it happened before my simcha. Okay, uh, my, my, my party's in three days. Everything's on schedule. Uh, yeah, there's another problem with that. You see, I got to tell you this. Uh, uh, there was another kind of problem that we got. You understand? Another kind of problem What do you got? I, I understand. Oh, well, you see, the pipe of the busted, uh, the very bad odor that came out of the pipe and it saturated the walls. So even though they fixed the pipe already, but the smell is uh, kind of in the hall where the, where the party is going to take a place. Oh, uh, I see. Um, well, why don't you just clean it up and put air fresheners and, and get rid of it? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I have the most professional people there and they say it's going to take a while uh, to clean it up. Uh-huh, that's all right. We have three days. <laughs> and they told me that it's going to take at least a week. At least a week? I don't have a week. I have three days. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't panic. I'm Angelo. I've been working in this hotel for a long time. I've been a manager for catering for a long, 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 long time. So listen to me. Listen to me. I have every situation under control. You listen to me. I got what to do. I'm going to help you. Across the street from us, there's this a Jewish nursing home. You are familiar with it? Well, I wasn't there in a while, and <laughs> I don't intend to be in that one. <laughs> Very good humor. All right, listen. <coughs> uh, anyways, we're going to transfer everything across the street there. We're going to rent out that room for you, okay, because we like to make our customers happy. So we're going to rent out of the room over there. We're going to take the biggest room they got over there, and we're going to make you party over there. But don't worry. It's not as nice as our hotel, but this is not a problem because you know what? What we're going to do, you're listening to me, okay? What we're going to do is make the place look fancy schmancy. You know what I mean? Is that the word you use? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good word. Okay, so we're going to make it look very, very nice. We're going to have everything. Everything is going to be nice. We're going to put nice decor, nice flowers, everything, everything you want, and you won't even know the difference between the hotel and this place, okay? Uh, okay. Fine and dandy, but how are the people going to know to go from the hotel to across the street? Uh, don't worry, I'm going to have the people are going to tell them, okay? Don't worry, okay? You don't worry about a thing, uh, you leave it to us, we're going to take care of everything. Uh, okay, thank you, Angelo. Baruch Hashem. I won't have to postpone this. All right. 
And so on the day of his special simcha, the 25th wedding anniversary, which he interpreted to be his wedding anniversary, his wedding, and that's what the Rebbe meant to celebrate and drink l'chaim on his 25th wedding anniversary, which was a great bracha to have 25 and another 25 and another 25 of happy, happy years together. Be'ez Hashem. And health, wealth, and happiness, and time to share it all. Anyways, what happened was is he came early to make sure everything is just like Angelo said. And sure enough, everything was set up and everything. And then he saw the head table there with two chairs ready for him and his wife and the special table stand for that special bottle of wine which was set up. And then he said, "Uh, you know what, I'm early and everything is in control and I don't have to supervise because Angelo's really good. He's good at what he does. Baruch Hashem for that. (coughs) You know what, Um, let me see what the rest of this place looks like. Yeah. I wonder, is this the biggest hall? Okay, let me go into this other hall. Let me open this door. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I can tell if this is what my hall looked like, just like this. Whoa, Angelo did a fantastic job. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Ah, you know, okay, now, um, wow, what's going on here? Ha <laughs> ha, it's a small setup over here. This may be... Maybe 12, 13 cheers here. Uh, 20 cheers in Gansen. Wow. Only 20 cheers and... What? Oh, they have lekach on the table. I don't see anything else. Are these a chosen's room or something? Uh, uh, um, uh, what's going on here? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. There's lekach here. Oh, some gefilte fish in Harain. Uh, uh, and, and, and where's the kugel? Where's the kugel? No, no kugel, no nothing. Um, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. I hope I wasn't disturbing. There's a guy standing in the corner over there. Wow. Oh, look at that. He's wearing a white tie. A chasen, I bet you. I wonder where, where his chasen is. Um, let me go into the other hall. Meanwhile, while he's davening, uh, the other hall is empty. It's also not so decorated. Let me come back here into this hall and... <clears throat> oh, he's finished. Uh, hi, uh, Shalom Aleichem. Uh, what's your name? Um, my name... Is uh used to be Stephen, but you can call me Shlomo. Uh, Shlomo. Oh, okay, very nice. All right. Uh, that that's nice. That's nice. And um, what's going on here? Oh, what's going on here? Let me tell you, I'm about to get married tonight. You understand? And I'm gonna get married in this room here. And my Kala, she's like me. She's a Balas Chuva. I'm a Balas Chuva. She's a Balas Chuva. And we're both going to get married and everything. We're going to get married right here in this room. Oh, I see. And where's the main course going to be served? This is the main course. There's everything here. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. This is everything because um, uh, we're kind of poor. We don't have anything. See, I and my my wife, um, like... um. We're balls Jewish now. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but I mean, you, you're born uh, religious from the start. Yeah, well, we weren't, and uh, we came on a visit in in New York, and we saw some rabbis and everything, and we got turned on to the Yiddishkeit and everything, and we started learning all things about it. We decided we want to be religious Jews the right way and everything, and and that's what we decided to do, and um. 
our parents didn't like that, and they said if we become religious, they want nothing to do with us. So we're here on our own, and whatever we could scrunch together, and we made this wedding. Uh, how many guests are you going to have? All the rabbis said will put together a minion. A minion. Um, excuse me. Uh, there's a change of plans. I just realized. There's a bottle of wine waiting special for you. Uh, uh, a special for me? My, what, what are you talking about? Well, um, it's a long story, but uh, I want you in this room. Oh, what room? This room right here. Angelo, transfer everything out of that room. This boy is going to get married right here. Uh, 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 but, sir, are you telling me that everybody is going to come here for your 25th wedding anniversary? <laughs> for that, we can celebrate and drink a l'chaim. This tonight is the wedding that the rabbi spoke about. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you, this is it. <laughs> this is for my wedding. My wedding that I am making for this person here. Wow, that's what I meant. You didn't mean my own personal wedding. My wedding that I'm making for him and his collar. And sure enough, when the collar came, she heard the story. She was filled with tears. They made the chasana and the wine that was used by the chuppah was the wine from the Rebbe. And then whatever was left over by the Shefer Brachas at the meal, they would drink a lachayim. And during the meal, somebody get up, and the one of the Rabbonim got up and said it to the Torah. And then all of a sudden they heard a clopping from the head table. That clopping was the Kala. And the Kala said, Well, I hope you don't mind if I'm going to speak a little bit. Um, you see, my, my husband and I, we are Bali Chuva and everything. And I just want you to know that our parents, when they heard we wanted to be religious, they were very much against it and everything. And, um, you know, and they said they'll disown us. They want nothing to do with us. And I find it very, very hard. <coughs> excuse me. I find it very hard to want to be uh, religious and everything. And then... Last night, when I went to sleep, I was thinking to myself, and I said, look what kind of wedding we're having. Hardly anybody's going to be here. Hardly have any food besides some sponge cake and marble cake and maybe gefilte fish and harain. And I said to myself, how am I going to live like this and not be with my parents and, and relatives and everything? And I was getting shaky, and I was crying myself to sleep. And then this rabbi, when that man over there, Mr. Simcha, uh, uh, Chapanua, uh, Chapanua, Simcha Chapanua. Thank you, thank you, Simcha Chapanua. Yeah, well, when that man, Simcha Chapanua, he went and he made this wedding. I mean, how did it happen? He, he, he described what happened and he described what his rabbi looked like. They gave him the bottle of wine. And that's the man that came to me in a dream. The man exactly described. And the man, the rabbi, in the dream said to me, he said, Listen to me. You have nothing to worry about. You are a boss Israel, and you're returning to the fold. You're coming to become a full-fledged Yid. You not have to worry. Hashem will take care of you. You will have a special bottle of wine by your chasana. And that's how you know that I will be there in spirit as well. And you will have one of the nicest weddings you ever had in your life that you even dreamt of ever having. There will be no other wedding like this because you will be married for the rest of your lives. And, and with that, 
uh, he disappeared. And I woke up with more encouragement, and I came in, and I see this whole thing happening. And then that bottle of wine, he said, to Kevin the rabbi, oh, it's kind of spooky to me, but I, I, I don't know what to do. I can just cry. Well, my, my wife and I are so thankful for you, Mr. Simcha. <laughs> don't thank me. You thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who put this feeling of Ruach HaKadosh into, um, uh, into the Rebbe at the time that he saw me, and he thought I'd be a good shliach. And, and Baruch Hashem, I was. I'm so happy for both of you. If you ever need anything, you just see me. You don't have to come on to anybody. And maybe when your parents will see that you are keeping Yiddishkeit and you're not losing but you're gaining, maybe they'll want to do it too. <sighs> maybe, just maybe one day. Well, Rabbi Erbson, I don't know how to tell you, but you ran out of time. Did you finish the story? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I just concluded it. That's basically it. Well, did the parents ever change? I have no idea. I don't know the rest of the story. Okay, in the meantime, we got to go. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos Rosh And everybody have a great time and great weekend. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.